Just stop it. The run-of-the-mill cheesy humdrum bullshit status quo just tires me out. What fascinates me are the industry disruptors, the superhuman frontiersmen or women with errors in their backs who go through hell to achieve their goals. They'll go through anything to make it. They bathe in hell and high water, a cut above. They're intolerant to mediocrity, the status quo, and yet they're the nicest people you'll ever meet. This is Disruption Interruption. Join me as we meet and learn from those mavericks, rebels, and business leaders that aren't afraid to piss off the establishment in order to make radical change for good. This show is sponsored by Johto PR, the disruptive anti-PR firm that murders your competition with cinder blocks and cyanide. Welcome back, everybody, to Disruption Interruption. I'm your host, KJ, and we're here today to talk to another industry leader that has steered off the lame, tired path of the status quo. Our guest today has been disrupting for two plus decades. She must have started when she was 10. She's an enterprise technologist. And we're talking to her today because her mission is to take advantage of incredible technological advances to help families, especially women, being forced to choose between their family and their career. She and her team has innovated SaaS to help corporations ensure that families have options to more easily manage work and childcare. I cannot wait to get into this. Coming to us live today from Boston, please welcome our disruptor, CEO at Enriched HQ, Carlene Haylett. Thank you for having me, KJ. I love what you do. I'm honored to have been asked to join you today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, I am honored to talk to you. I love what you do. I want to hear all about it. I just got back from Boston not too long ago. And you didn't call me. Well, we... Next time. (laughs) Next time, for sure. For sure. Okay. Before we get into this whole innovation and disruption, tell me, what is your main ingredient for disruptive innovation? Just do it. To borrow a phrase from Nike is we're in this really awesome place where technology is available to every regular human being, whether it be no-code development or tools that are out there in the marketplace. And if there's a problem that you're dealing with, as I was, and it's a stick in your eye every day and a stick in the eye of everybody you know, being able to pull together the available advances in technology that we have today to build and deliver a solution and a company on top of that, it's there for you. Do it. Just do it. I sort of liken it to, should I have a baby or should I buy a house? There's never a perfect moment, right? And when you get into it and you do it, the general feeling is always, why did I wait so long? Yeah, I don't, I know very few people plan buying a house more than they plan a baby. Probably. Well, speaking of babies and having babies, Let's get into the status quo between childcare and work. What's the current landscape in corporate America? And women are having to choose. Yeah, I was one of them. And I think, you know, what I'll start with is the word childcare, which is sort of bugged me. Because when folks talk about childcare, generally the vision that comes to mind is what I call the littles, right? Daycare nanny. But in fact, I'm a parent. I have an 11-year-old son. 
And everything that we do as parents on their journey to become young adults is in fact childcare. So as they get older, in my situation, any extracurricular activities, any learnings that I want my child involved in beyond what's happening in school, those really fall under the umbrella of childcare. It take time, money, effort to put into place. And in corporate America today, HR teams and family support groups generally put in place programs that support only the little. It may very well be an on-site daycare or discounts to a daycare or emergency backup care. And there's this whole population at 60% of employees with kids that have kids that are older that can take part in those benefits. What happens in that situation, in it's certainly exacerbated by the pandemic, is there's this whole group of parents, particularly women, who are trying to support their children and their children's growth and it's impacting their ability to be productive, and they're not getting support from the corporations that they work for. So I'll share you know, my personal example, which was driven largely by the pandemic. So the pandemic starts, I'm working a high-profile professional career at an enterprise technology company. I'm now also a third-grade teacher. And I'm also a human being of my own, right? And the moment comes where I realize, stressed out and just at a breaking point, I'm not doing anything well. I'm not doing my job well. I'm not parenting my child well. And I'm certainly not taking care of myself. And so something had to give. And for me, it was, I'm also a single parent, is my number one priority is my child. And so I felt like I had no choice. I had to choose, and I chose to leave my professional career. And now I focus exclusively on the company and so forth and so on. But we've seen no slowing down in the number of women that are choosing to leave and it's driven largely by first and foremost everything's in chaos still we're all overwhelmed we're finding it increasingly difficult to stay productive at work we're stressed out and burnt out i think 30 some odd percent of women surveyed are indicating that they're completely burned out at their job. And employees, particularly families with kids, are no longer willing to pay exorbitant amounts of money for extracurricular activities or childcare just for what feels like the right to have a job. And so that's why we continue to see these astronomical numbers that continue to grow of people choosing to leave the workforce, particularly women. And it's unfortunate. It is unfortunate. And mm-hmm. not everyone has the ability to leave, though. So then we come down to mental health issues that end up happening. And 
explain to me the littles factor a little bit more. What's wrong with that? What's the gap with that? Where are the holes? Yeah. Companies that offer childcare support for little kids is fantastic, right? It's, like I said, opportunities to get the kids into daycare, reimbursing families for care around babysitters and nannies and stipends to daycare and so forth. The gap from our perspective, and we're biased, is on average in the United States, at any given company, employees that have kids that need care, 60% of those employees have kids that are older than daycare years. So daycare ends at here in Massachusetts, I think it's 2.9, and then they go off. And so first and foremost, there's 2.9 years old. You mean like three years old? And then they go where? To preschool or? They go to kindergarten, preschool, whatever, homeschool. You know, there's been a 50% increase in adoption in homeschool over the last couple of years, year over year. So micro schools, whatever the path is that that family and child go down. But the first and foremost is there's this huge demographic in corporations where families are not getting support because the kids are older than what the benefits packages offer. The second gap, which is we've always been dealing with and has always, always been a problem, is when kids get older and they go to school, whatever that path is, school ends at three, but work doesn't end until five, six or whatever. So families are forced to figure out what happens between the hours of three and six, let's say. So maybe they're lucky enough that their school offers after school programs or they're involved in sports. And then if they are involved in sports, it sort of goes down this rat hole of, well, I'm working. How do I get kid from point A to point B for soccer training or Spanish class or whatever? Dance and class, piano, whatever. whatever. And it's disproportionately affecting women because, as we know, childcare as a whole, falls largely on the shoulders of women and not men. And so the gap really is women and families making the decision like I did that I just really don't want to live like that anymore. And I don't have to. And I look at it as that. I call them pandemic silver lining for lack of a better well, I'm so glad that way to look at it. Yeah. For the pandemic. It, it's yeah. the ability for people to get a view into that life can be different and you have control over structuring it the way that you want and standing up to change jobs if they will, change careers if they will, in order to achieve a better balance between professional life and home life and caring for kids. Yeah. And they're mm-hmm. out of childcare around age three, 2.9. Mm-hmm. And then when does it become the age typically today where kids are okay 
on their own? I can only speak from my experience, but my son, it was late third grade. So maybe that, what was he? That's around eight years old. Seven-ish, seven or eight. Yeah. So anything prior to that, if he was involved in an activity, you know, I'd have to be in the general vicinity. Mm -hmm. But which is primarily why Enriched HQ focuses on kids that are grades four and up, because that's generally the point at which children are technically savvy enough that they can engage in activities without parental intervention, their ability to concentrate on something for a longer period of time without getting up and running around and playing with the cat you know, is generally around that age, fourth grade. Got it. Okay. Fourth grade, not four years old, fourth grade. So around eight, nine years old. Yeah. So the gap really is, there's probably not enough (laughs) benefits for the littles, but corporate America does know what to do for that, for sure. You know, it's a whole new way of looking at it for me, but really the gap is not everybody's a young kid. So four years old and up, like there is a real missing piece as far as childcare. So how do you bridge that gap and allow people to have both? Because look, we're in a economic era where people need their job, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. Even, you know, dual parents. So how do you bridge that gap? Yeah. How do you do it with technology today? I kind of feel like the whole care market it's so complicated and there's so many pieces that are intertwined especially now with what's unfolding so you know i'll start big and then i'll sort of go down and finish with how we're helping how enriched hq is helping so first and foremost there's the adoption of flexibility in the workforce i don't think anybody anticipated that employees would rise up in the manner that they have and demand. And and I like the word autonomy versus flexibility because, you know, really if a company says to me, we have work flexibility, but you have to be in the office every Tuesday and every Thursday. To some degree that's flexible, but what that means is that I can't live where I want. I have to build my schedule around what is dictated by my employer. Tuesdays and Thursdays, I have to be in the office. And so it's a a small step in the right direction. But autonomy to me really means that there's a mutual respect between me and my employer. And I have the autonomy to build my work structure where I'm performing at the optimal levels at work and at home, right? And if that means that I'm working from 1 a.m. to 3 a.m., so be it. Right. And I don't see enough of that happening, but it we're moving in that direction. So that's one thing. The second thing is another pandemic silver lining is we're no longer constrained for extracurricular activities by geography. Right. So one of the things that we learned from the pandemic is, hey, guess what? Virtual learning does work. Yay. And and I'll give you an example because my son is also homeschooled and he's in a virtual school program, world school, they call it. And he wanted to learn how to speak Japanese. 
So he's in a class where his teachers are in Tokyo. He's doing debate classes where his teacher is in Germany. And some of the students that he's taking the class with are in the UK. Some are in Scotland. Some are in Arizona. Some are in Singapore. You know what I mean? So there are options that are available that weren't previously recognized or adopted pre-pandemic. And then the third thing is that because of the availability of innovative technology, particularly in ed tech, there are so many learning options and tools available to parents today that weren't necessarily available before. And this is really where we come in as a company because I live this world in ed tech every single day. So I see all this really awesome stuff, right? But normal everyday human being parents, they don't even, not only do they not know where to find it, they don't even know that it exists. And so they're trying to cobble together these care plans that rely on the way we used to do things. I got to run from the office. I can't schedule a meeting at four o'clock because I got to get the kid to karate or whatever it is. So what Enrich HQ has done is we've built a centralized technology hub of skills building and life skills activities for kids that are grades four and up. So think about all of the things that you as a family want your child to learn. I gave two, Japanese and debate, debate, right? That you previously may have had to find in your town. It wasn't offered by school. So what we do is we go out into the world and of ed tech and we find these amazing companies that are delivering these types of programs that help kids learn skills that will help them grow into young adults after school. And we bring those together in a single platform and make it available to parents where they can go into a single place and see all these amazing things and build an enrichment program across vendors, price points, scheduling, all from a single transaction. And we give them the tool to manage that. That is awesome. Thank you. What are all the different enriching activities that are on this platform now? And what are you going to be adding to it? And, you know, as an aside, what I'll tell you, you go back to what's the gap is we, our clients are corporations who partner with us to bring this to their employees. That's amazing. So we work with American Express, Amex, Adobe, or some of the examples of companies that are adopting this. Some of the programs on the platform, just at top of mind, because we had some sessions last night, is one of our partners does financial learning. They call it a financial adulting. And we had a course on introduction to investing for 14 to 18-year-olds last night really about, you know, what are all the investment vehicles, stock market, crypto, you know, all of those things, savings, how do they all fit together? 
to sort of help kids understand what that investment world looks like. So they also have programs on budgeting, on entrepreneur boot camps, how to start a company. We have language learning and culture. So we work a lot with one of our partners whose focus is around bilingual families. So it's not just about learning a language. There are families who are Latin American, let's say, and they want their kids to embrace the culture as well as the language. So their programs really focus around the intersection between language and culture. And we bring that as part of our platform. You know, STEM-based things, coding, and we've hosted hackathons for kids. We've done, you know, all sorts of cool stuff that, again, you know, normal everyday parents wouldn't even know where to find how to find it's so daunting to think about and this this is where this company sprang from is i have to sit down in front of a computer and go down the internet raffle to find these things let alone figure out if it's in the right price point that it's the right vendor that it fits with the schedule that it you know all of those things and so we do all of that through our platform for the parents. What a great service. What about music? Yep, we have a really cool, happens to be one of my best friends, but runs a music and acting and dance studio here in Massachusetts, but they offer instrument classes, voice lessons, all sorts of stuff virtually through our platform. You kind of touched upon your particular like crossroads when did the epiphany come for you to do enriched hq actually it was two weeks before lockdown started Uh, (laughs) which people are like wow not really a great time to start a business but actually another pandemic silver lining is it was the best time to start this company but you know, as I mentioned, I'm a single parent. I live here in just outside of Boston, and I do not have a nuclear family here. And so for the 10 years that my child was growing up, I was really on my own and needed to craft this crazy labyrinth of care, right? Nannies, babysitters, and I I traveled for work. So it involved overnight care and somebody who could pick up from mm-hmm. school at you know, a strong wind and the whole thing would come crumbling down. Right. And literally, you know, everybody around me, whether it was, you know, a two-parent family or with grandparents helping or, you know, care in place, it was the same story, right? Everybody was holding it together by toothpicks and scotch tape. And right before the pandemic, So I've been carrying this idea around with me for about 10 years from, you know, back when my son was a little, I lived in a building in New York with a bunch of different families and we all used to bitch and moan about the same problem. So knowing that this was a problem, not only for me, but for everyone and having been in enterprise technology for 25 years. I really got to my enough moment where 
I'm sick and tired of dealing with this. I know enough about technology and I've built technology solutions and know that this technology exists that I could get started on that path on my own. So it was the beginning of 2020 and built a core platform myself, brought it to market, started with some partnerships because I've been in sales for about 15 years to have a selling into Fortune 1000. I have a very strong network of executives that I was able to reach out to and say, hey, I'm doing this. And remember all those favors I did for you over the years? Okay, well, you know, I'm like Marlon Brando and the Godfather. Here I am. I'm back. (laughs) Good for you. Good for you. (laughs) How are you getting corporations involved? And what is the thing that they are really gravitating to? The piece that we are seeing an incredible amount of interest and traction has to do, ironically, not necessarily with HR through an employee benefit, but with diversity, equity, and inclusion leaders, because there is a, rightfully so, a massive focus and allocation of funding on programs that better support families, that better support women, the elevation and equalization of women in the workforce, and the elimination of employee attrition. So if you think about cost, just purely cost associated with an employee choosing to quit, in 2019, prior to the pandemic, that avoidable cost to U.S. organizations was about $1 trillion. And that's completely sunk cost, right? Because every time an employee leaves an organization, it flat out costs them one and a half times that employee's annual salary, yeah. right? So that doesn't account for getting somebody new, what that costs, or the time it takes to ramp that person up. It's just a lost cost. So If we can get those employees or play a part in those employees staying with the organization through expanded family programs, expanded programs targeting supporting women, then the corporation is better off. And that's the story that we have with the diversity and inclusion executive. That is so interesting to me. Yeah. I have not known that. Yeah. And you. and our program is a turnkey solution, right? So if you said to me, hey, I want to do this, well, it's available immediately, right? It's live. It's done. There, We can send out an email right now. So corporations are putting together these large, really high-profile programs around supporting women but this then becomes, we can do something immediate, right? For, That's for, the key. For small dollars. Yeah. Right. Because people need help today. Now. Right Yesterday. Now. Yeah, yes. exactly. February 28th, 2020 is when they needed help. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> or whatever the date was. I think it was what, Mark? Well, I always, I March 15th know. is when it came I, into my mind, but maybe I that's when know. things shut down over here. But we needed it two years ago. Exactly. Yes. 
Well, I think that's really interesting. I'm glad corporations have that. They're looking at it from that. And it's very timely with everything going on, but coming in from that angle of diversity and inclusion, it also makes a lot of sense. And there is a huge amount of waste. I mean, it's just lost funds when you lose someone. I've seen those calculations and they're not pretty. And that's not even, you know, the lost business, the lost institutional knowledge, what it costs to hire somebody, what it costs to train and put them on. I mean, it's just a, an exorbitant expense. Exorbitant. And guess what? It falls on the shoulders of everybody else who has to fill in that job while they're filling in. So then you get less done. I mean, it is a concatenation of ills. Yeah. Carlene, what do you do in your off time? I mean, I you're still raising kids. Do you have any crazy yeah, passions besides enriched yeah. HQ? Yeah, I'm a foodie. I spent a couple of years traveling Italy and going to culinary school and working as an apprentice chef. So food is you know, a big part of my life. So my son and I, we have an ongoing argument about what is the best pizza. And sadly, he believes it. I don't know if you have this where you are, but Papa Gino's. So we spend a lot of time. <laughs> Papa G's, I think. Yeah. I know. We just recently came back from a trip for his birthday where the only thing was he had to go out and do a research project where he made a list of the best pizza places in New York. And we spent three days just going from one after the other after the other. To find the winner. So how fun. Who won? Bleaker Street Pizza. <laughs> nice. Shout out to Bleaker Street. <laughs> Shout out to Bleaker Street Pizza. Do you yeah. have any cooking classes or things like that on your platform? No, but I'm on the hunt for those. And then the other one that I'm on the hunt for, I've been talking to a, another vendor, is sports. People think, you know, sports is never going to be virtual. And of course, you know, training and stuff is not, but this company is doing some really amazing things where they're teaming up high school athletes with professional coaches so that the coaches are doing video assessment of a kid playing their sport, right? So say you're a college-bound soccer player, you can have, you know, one of the professional soccer coaches view a video of you playing soccer and provide feedback in that. I love that. I was going to ask you about sports and those kind of extracurricular activities. I mean, that was me. I was a, you know, a high school and a collegiate athlete. I'm glad to see that you're adding that into, it doesn't seem like there is a stop as far as what you can add into this. Yeah. I mean, it's really the way I don't know if this is trademark infringement, but the way that I look at it is it's a live virtual version of masterclass for kids. I'm personally obsessed with masterclass and what they have on there, but being able to take that concept in a live interactive session way and provide learning opportunities for kids of things that they aren't getting in school. Cooking is a perfect example. Cooking, baking. When I, mean, I was I'm... when I was growing up, we had home ec. Yes. They don't yeah. have that anymore. No. That. I'm addicted to the great British baking show. And then I found yeah. out they had a junior <laughs> bake off and I'm yeah. like addicted to that. Yeah. But I'm like, kids would love that. Did you ever watch that show Nailed It? No. Oh, you have to watch that. I have to watch it. Okay, I'm gonna do it. 
Yeah. It's I'm great. writing it down now. It's a baking show. Okay, it's, good. It's, <laughs> I'll do it. It's ridiculous. It's so funny. Well, you know, that's great positioning and it gives people an idea, like positioning it to masterclass so people have like some sort of like familiarity with what it's going. I think it's great positioning. Carleen, how do people find out about you? How do they find you? Where do corporations reach out? Where do like employees reach out? Because this is also, I mean, there's two sides of the equation. Employees need to tell corporations about it. Corporations need to tell employees. How do companies that have these platforms reach out to you? EnrichedHQ.com is probably the fastest way. And the marketplace is enrichedhqmarket.com, but you can get there from the first URL as well. So the former is really information about our company, how to email us and contact information. And then the second one, the marketplace, is the marketplace of all the activities. It's free to anybody. You can create an account. You can look at all the activities and book them. Contact information is there too. We're happy to help families. We do this all the time. Families reach out and say, I've got three kids. This one likes this, this, and this, and the, and the other two like these things help me or guide me. And so we, we do that free of charge to families as well if they want some guidance. And, you know, I'm on Twitter all the time. So I, you what's your handle? Me. At Carlene Haylett. Good. And then LinkedIn, because I met you on LinkedIn. Yeah, LinkedIn, I'm on there. And Enriched HQ is also at Enriched HQ on Instagram. All of those links are on our website as well. So encourage people to follow us. And we're in the process of building, as an extension, really a community um, for parents. We have some incredible advisors. One of them is Dr. Terry Cooper, who recently retired as the global head of diversity and inclusion from Deloitte Consulting. And so we're going to be starting some roundtable discussions with her, how a cooperation to help women, what sort of programs work and don't work. And then we're also hosting a bunch of roundtable discussions with some of our activity partners you know, like sports, like what areas of sports work virtually versus never will be working virtually, like, yeah. and you know, those types of things. That's great. And parents. So That's reach awesome. out. We love to talk to folks. We love to talk to families who we can help better balance. I mean, we're all trying to get through the day with the least amount of drama as possible. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. The least amount of drama. And I really, really love this. I love what you're doing for families and kids and corporations. I think you're really making it a global education for them. They have much more opportunities than they would have had just being localized. I think you've taken something that is very trying and Put a silver lining to it. Awesome. My well, hat's I appreciate off. that. I yeah. get to do this every day. That's awesome. I don't, I don't have to do it. I get to do it. Thank you very much. I think we've come to the end. Right? We've I come could, to I the could, end. I could talk to you all day. <laughs> good. I, I could talk you to you too. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right. Very good. Thanks. Have a great one. That's a wrap, everyone. If you learned something today or laughed, go tell someone about this podcast and tell people to go disrupt their markets with a tidbit from this show. 
Thank you for listening to Disruption Interruption, where we transform lives, change consumer behavior, alter economics, and never accept the status quo. Ciao for now. Because we live in a highly litigious society with America being one of the top litigious countries in the world, here's our legal disclaimer. This advice is not intended to be a substitute for professional public relations or legal advice. Do not disregard seeking professional legal healthcare or financial advice or delay seeking professional PR or legal advice because of something you have heard here. Contact an attorney to obtain advice on any particular legal issue or problem. Use of this podcast or our website or any of its social media or email links. Do not create an agency client relationship between Joto PR and the user.